Previously on Plotty Time. There's a scene with like a, everyone turns into like a puddle of flesh and there's weird. Oh, what a commentary on society. Orgy. It was, it was fucking weird. In the space pirate and you. Sky pirates. Space pirates. pirates already. Well, it's not even space pirates. It's sky Vikings. Yes. <laughs> totally different thing, guys. <laughs> if you don't save everybody, your mom turns into a zombie. everyone and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. I once slapped the guy so hard his mom lit on fire and that bitch was in Alaska. You figure it out. <laughs> and on the other side of the table is Dr. Scientist. So I said, they're your hamburgers, you clean them up. <laughs> My name is Papa Scotch and as I always say, till death do us part. Well, you girls are dead and I'm parting. Welcome to Plotty Time. So this week, again, you know, we're just, I think this is the third week in a row we've nailed it and there's nothing for the correction crevice. Nice. We it's might nice be, having a lazy pop of scotch over there. We might be just too good at this. No, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I'm just, no, I think it's part of it's me actually trying to research what I'm talking about and the other part is, hold on a sec, I'm looking this up because I'm not going back and adding this to the crevice. Gives you more stuff to edit around. It's true. Yeah, a little bit of both, a little bit of both, you know. But uh, then let's start how we always start and we'll start with you, Dr. Scientist. What are you playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? Well, I mean, it was kind of a busy week, news-wise, so I didn't do much of watching or doing anything. I did get a what was the, what's the word patriotic vibe and watched Hamilton. Hmm. There you go. And I watched a bunch of Psych episodes because why not? Where it, are you at now? Oh, I started over. I'm in season two and a half, three. Did you tell? I thought you told us last week you were starting over. Yeah. Or you had just started over. Yeah, yeah. This is still part uh, of that. Okay. I Got thought you started over again. <laughs> like, yeah, I finished them and now I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy I, week because I've watched 300 episodes of Psych. I probably watched about 15, 16. Nice. Attaboy. Good and for you. I, there was an election going on. I don't know if you guys heard. I did a lot of that. Mm, you did a lot of elections? Yeah. What, like here? Yeah, in, in the United States. I, I feel like I would have seen that in a news. <laughs> Somebody would have said something. Yeah, a, right? Dan Muser was running for councilman, congressman. Oh, shit. Yeah, I voted for him. He didn't win, though. <clears throat> Interesting. And uh, I, got, I don't know what happened, but I got into a Tony Hawk groove. Nice. And I played the okay. shit out of some Tony Hawk. boy. I'm, I'm still waiting for that to happen to me. I, just, I don't know what it was. It was just like stuff started to click. I was like, all right, now I'm going to do this. There's, there's so much to do, like getting stat points for everybody. I'm probably going to get sick of it before I even get close to beating everything. Mm-hmm. And I started a game called, it's a little indie game called Telling Lies. I don't know if you, you neither of you probably ever heard of the game Her Story, but it's mm. a lot like that. I uh, heard of Her Story. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> the game. Yeah. I've never played it. Yeah. It's like, this one's about like cameras and you're watching them trying to figure out what happened and you got to like search for words and find the videos. It's a walking simulator. No. Damn. You, don't, you don't move at Damn. all. Damn. Oh, it's so close. It's so close. It's even less work than that. Wow. The game you're sitting at a computer and you're just watching videos. That's that's what that's the entire game. Hmm. I don't uh I don't mean to jump on you here, Dr. Scientist, but I really enjoyed the hell of the walking simulator I played. Everyone's gone to Rapture. Yeah. Do you have any other excellent walking simulators you can recommend? Uh, I'm assuming you forgot the last time you asked me this. Edith Finch. Nope. Yep. 
I completely forgot the last time I asked you this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll write it down this time. What it means of Edith Finch is really, really good. One of the best games ever made. Ooh. Really? That good, huh? Uh, that's a big... Yeah, you are. It's... Big save for a walk. Top 10 of games I've played in the last probably three years. Oh, yeah, that'll buy. Um, so what kind of time commitment am I looking at? I don't know, three hours, four, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say like 45. I'm like, eh. No. About three shits worth of playing. Three, three Dukes. <laughs> three three dukes. dukes. I'll have to look at my trophy list and come up with some other ones for you, but that one's the one that stands out the most. But uh, that was all I did because, you know, work sucks. What about you, Papa Scotch? What'd you play? What'd you watch? Well, thanks for asking. I uh, finished watching that show I was talking about last last week, Truth Seekers. Oh, I thought you were going to say Supernatural. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking Supernatural. I did watch some of Supernatural, and I have a lot of opinions about it right now. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It's falling off the Supernatural train. It it starts to get a little crazy around season 9, 10. Okay, because I'm starting that now, because I think... I don't remember what episode. I think I'm on episode 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there of season eight. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Greek gods are starting to show up. Yeah. Like the first one was Prometheus has shown up and they summoned Zeus to save Prometheus's son. And I'm like, what am I even fucking watching anymore? (laughs) (laughs) What happened to the fucking ghosts and ghoulies and the... The well, Wolfman and the Vampire. The problem with Supernatural is every year the enemy got like a little bit stronger. And then at season five, you're fighting like Archangels and Lucifer. And then it's like, right. all right, how do I keep going up from here? Yeah, where do we even go? And then we they killed uh what were the other ones? The big enemies. They killed Eve. No, the the And uh the the Leviathan. There it is. I was gonna say Prometheans. I'm like, that's not right. The Leviathans. Yeah. What are the what's the enemy in season eight? I don't remember exactly. Oh damn, I don't even remember either. Is it Lucifer coming back? No, he, he's not back yet. Crowley's still kicking around. Metatron? I think we're just starting to get into to Megatron. Uh, not Megatron. 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 <laughs> Megatron's a completely oh, wow, different crossover. <laughs> and then and then like you fight, they beat the Leviathan and they beat all like the alphas and stuff, and it's like all right, what's stronger than this? I guess we'll have to make something up. So at some point, do they just make shit up? No, and it like still just goes on. Gets crazier and crazier. It's awesome. I saw, though, that the uh, the new series, the new the last half of the last season just started. Yeah. Like the, And people are trying to talk about it. I'm like, no, not yet. I'm not there yet. Yeah, I've been seeing it on Twitter trying to ignore it. I got to go and watch it. <laughs> All right, now tell me about True Seekers. I don't remember what that was. Is that the Ghost Hunt Facers thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was the one where with uh, Nick Frost is uh, a broadband installation tech, and mm. he gets paired with another guy, and the other guy's very like he he's like a beacon for ghosts. So Nick Frost in his free time would hunt for ghosts. He got paired with this guy. Now he's like, holy shit, there are really ghosts everywhere. It's like I've been doing this for twenty years. I haven't seen shit since you showed up. So it's pretty cool. Then they have adventures, and it comes and culminates into like a big event at the end uh simon pegs in it malcolm mcdowell plays nick frost's dad it's pretty great mm-hmm. okay i remember that now yeah i watched a couple episodes seems all right it took it was hard for me to get into because the first like five episodes i had to keep rewatching because i kept falling asleep yeah that's what happened to me <laughs> <laughs> which was more of a uh just a timing issue it was, it, i didn't find the show boring it was just a timing thing there's a lot of good jokes wall to wall yeah it. all right like when he's like, my marriage was the only thing I couldn't fix. Well, 
that in the downstairs toilet. And the other guy goes, what happened? And he goes, I don't know, just years of heavy twos just messed up the whole system. <laughs> He's like, no, no, with your marriage. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like a lot of those funny British moments. But other than that, uh, that those are the main things I watched. Uh, I also played more Chell, which I'm thinking about. <laughs> I did say Chell that time. Fuck you. I didn't say NHL 21. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about putting it away for a while just because I got into a new game. Mm, the division two do tell that's <laughs> no, not the division two i'd be so much more defeated right now if I, <laughs> if I went back to the division two but no i started playing star wars rogue squadrons is that a new game that's the vr dogfight one oh never I can see how it. that's fun it's pretty fucking nuts like to be sitting in the star Wars, like the a-wing and then you're, you're you know you're flying you're i have no idea what an a-wing is use your imagination like an A-frame? It's a plane in space. And, uh, I, you know, you fly around getting dogfights, and I'm using, the, like, the, the flight sticks and the throttle thingy, and, like, you can just look around your canopy at, like, where the enemy is, and they're so much easier to try. It's fun. It's pretty great. I like it. So, so is it like Star Fox? Imagine Star Fox, yes, but in VR. Okay. Better graphics? I hope Barely. not. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. But uh, that's pretty good. That is... That's everything I did this week. Uh, what about you there, Sir Jump Slap? Playing, watching, doing what's going on with you, buddy? Uh, I ain't playing shit. Played a little bit of Fortnite, just grinding out. Because apparently levels do go past 100. <laughs> so. Okay. Just grinding a little bit more of that. I don't know. It's fucking boring. Nothing to talk about there. Nice. Uh, I think that's it for video games. <laughs> Kicked around the idea of buying the new Dutes that's coming out. Dude, I bought so many games this week because there were so many on sale. What's Dutes? Call of Duty. What'd you, uh, what'd you pick up? What I pick up? I don't even remember. <laughs> Just bought so many. It was like eight games I bought. I, I would make fun of you, but I know for a fact I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I picked up nine games the other day. What were they? I think I remember one, maybe. Uh, Iconoclast was one of them. I know that. Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun It was game. like seven bucks. Damn, I think I paid 15 for it like a sucker. Yeah. I watched a couple movies, though. No. Oh, yeah, that's not like you. I know. It's weird. It's a weird, weird week, man. Watch this movie called Monster Island. Mm, okay. Is it about an island with monsters? But it's actually a peninsula. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Boom! Someone had to do that. It's about these underwater mining people who accidentally wake up a giant kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to kill it is to wake up an even bigger kaiju killer kaiju. <laughs> that uh, that's the folly of man. <laughs> like we have a rat problem, or we have a roach problem. Get a cat. Now we have a cat problem. Get a dog. Now we have a dog problem. Swallow the spider to catch panther. the fly. Exactly. It was. It was pretty fantastic. Yeah, it sounds like. It. It's not the slapper of the week. I can't wait to hear what no. that is. No. Well, slapper of the week. We'll get to it in a second. I watched okay. Two Year Last Death. It's like a animated comic book style okay. movie where this, this girl gets... Her father invites all the siblings to his tower. And then he's like, oh, I sentence you all to death. And <laughs> she, she gets out somehow. And the cops think she did it. 
But then there's like this celestial being that comes down and is like, I'll give you another chance to do it, blah, blah, blah. And it's... Okay. I'm lost. They give her another chance to try to save all her brothers and sisters. And Do we have, uh, do we have a, guy, do we got a name on the lead of this? Like, is it a Mario Lopez joint, or what are we talking about here? I f- fucked if I know, man. Okay, nobody's. Gilbert Godfrey. It was animated. I, Gilbert oh, Godfrey. Shit. Nolan North, then? No, the or dad's what? really famous. What's the other guy who does everything? Nolan North, and who's the other one? Gilbert Troy Godfrey. Baker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop saying Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> it's got to be Gilbert Godfrey. You, you try to work him in every conversation. It's getting like, ridiculous. Yeah. He gets forgotten a lot. Didn't he say a bunch of wild shit about, like... Oh, yeah. What about Curtis Armstrong? William Shatner's the voice of the narrator. Oh, yeah. That's easy to forget. Sounds like a blast. I'm on board. Uh, Bill Mosley. Oh, okay. Ray Never. Wise. Oh, Ray Wise, I know. Yeah. Ray Wise is the dad. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay if you're into, like, a... You want to see a weird animated movie with a strange animation style. Hmm. Okay. Okay. What was that? It's called To Your Last Death. Oh, a play on words. Yeah. Well, the this celestial being brings her back and it's like, you got to make it interesting because there's like a whole group of celestial beings that are taking bets on it. And she's like, yeah, make it interesting or else it's like we'll start, start it Terry over Pratchett again. Book. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. What is that that you always say, uh, scientist? A tale as old as time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, another strange one I watched was Turtle Island. What is with the islands? He what? was on an island kick. Maybe. Okay. But this one's about... Who am it, I to judge? These two couples, they go on a camping trip. And they're like, oh, it's, we're going to record it because we're oh, found bloggers. And shit. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, it's supposed to be Bigfoot in here. And then Bigfoot shows up and fucking murders them all. Why is it called Turtle Island? Because that was the name of the island. It really throws you off. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, I expected giant turtles. I know. But, yeah. Are giant are giant turtles the least menacing thing we can think of? That are giant? Giant sloths. That's a good point. Giant, <laughs> well, giant anteaters. Now, they have that big... That big snoot, they could probably suck you up, right? I don't think that's how they work. <laughs> a giant well, anteater. Eat they eat meat, I mean. Yeah. They eat I, I, I don't think the snoot could suck let's you got, up. But. Guys, let's let's get a brainstorming sesh together. Let's get this on paper. I, I I don't know. I think a giant sloth could kill you if it like actually caught you. If it wanted to. Yeah. I don't think a turtle could. What of a snapping turtle? Did you? Yeah, those things can fucking bite. Did dude. you see the video of the guy who let a snapping turtle bite him? No. Oh, I got to find him. And send it to him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He let, he let like all kinds of insects and stuff sting him, but he's like, all right, now I'm going to let the snapping turtle bite me. He gets it in his hand. It just freaks out. Oh, just it bites. Blood everywhere. He, puts, like, he tries to put protection on his hand so it won't like bite and scissor through. Yeah. But it misses that and goes right through his hand. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. And he's like, ah! <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> I do like watching people get hurt. It was even funnier than when you had a bullet <laughs> ant bite him. Uh, but that was uh, that was an okay movie. Anyway, we're just gonna go right into the slap nice. of the week. <laughs> Hell House LLC. Mm, I feel like you've watched this before. No, I didn't. Ooh, 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 ooh. I know. I've seen the poster. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, I'm gonna guess it is a. Uh, it's like Big Brother reality show type, and. They're all stuck in there while some maskless killer or ghosts. Maskless. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 
a realtor firm that's run by Satanists who build a suburban like development. That's, Damn, that's way good. easier than that. No, I'm sorry, guys. We both missed by a mile. <laughs> it's about uh, it's like a documentary, fake documentary, obviously about a mockumentary about this unexplained phenomena where eight people got killed on Halloween at this haunted house attraction. There's like found footage of people who were in the house and shit like that. But the cool part about it and why I picked it is because it's filmed on location in that restaurant right next to the circus team where they used to have the fucking all you can eat wings in high school. Get the fuck out of here. I swear to Christ, dude. (laughs) Jack River Steakhouse? Is that what it was called? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, now it's called like... uh, I I don't even think it's open. The Haunted... uh, Fuck. I don't know. Some type of haunted attraction. But yeah, it's filmed right there. I I was watching. I was like, that looks so fucking familiar. It is. Google Hell House LLC film location. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Because there's also a scene where they're in a restaurant across from the Mahoning... (laughs) hotel <laughs> and you can see it out the window in Lehighton. what restaurants across no. the street? i don't know the hotel. <laughs> that can't be true it used to be a subway right there right yeah maybe that's where they filmed it yeah because there's a subway there was a place where i got my ignition interlock yeah and a laundromat i think that's all across the street yeah yeah i mean it says right here filming location Lehighton, pennsylvania united states no shit yeah it was crazy you just randomly came across this yeah <laughs> well it was pretty oh my good God, that is that building yeah. They have an ambulance out front? Yeah. There's like a whole scene where it's like ambulance and fire trucks and everything all like making it made it look real like local news. It was cool. It was pretty good. I wonder if they're from around the area. Not rated. From I'm New surprised. York. From New York. Oh. New York City, huh? No shit. And apparently there's two other ones. Of yeah, that. I saw that. Yeah. Sequels. I, couldn't, I didn't watch those, but thought about it. I can't believe it. That's true. Well, if you, the only other movie or whatever that I saw took place around there was that documentary about... Mahoning Valley, uh, the drive-in. Oh, I never even seen that. I wonder if the it's, other Hell Houses are in the same spot because yes, I did because the, the pictures watched, on the front of the game, the movies are all the same. Yeah, it's the same Hell House because I watched like the trailer for the second one. And I was like, "Yep, there it is, same one." It even has six and a half stars, which is a lot more than I would guess it would have. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad for like if if you like found footage, fake documentary shit, and scary Halloween type stuff. Unless they did it at, like, the boulevard and got, like, the angle where you could see the... Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to get a snapshot of that for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we can figure <laughs> out where it was. You know those games. Yeah. It looks like they were... The other two were both filled there. I'm going to have to marathon these. That's pretty dope. Right? That's yeah, pretty cool. I, I, all right. It was Hell House LLC. Let me put that in my list of movies Chumaslap has talked about to watch that I haven't watched any of yet. Yep. So there it is. That's the slap of the Week. A little glimpse into our home th- for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Well, excellent choice. Yeah. Wow. So how about now that we know the slapper of the week and we can all breathe a little bit easier, <laughs> how about we move into video game news slash stuff? All right. All right. We're starting with the heavy shit. You ready for this? Oh, okay. This week, Ubisoft is, or I guess by now they have removed a convert, a con, oh boy, you a start controversial over? guest. They, they removed converses from yeah, what? Con- yeah. <laughs> My Bobos. No, they have removed a controversial guest from the podcast within the game of Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, can we get, let's guess what the controversial guest is. Uh, Steve Bannon. No, that, no I, 
that guy. No, you're not going to get it. It's it's a uh, British journalist, Helen Lewis. Can you guess what she said that got her in hot water? She probably disparaged some like, Asian groups. <laughs> I was going to say something that would have had to have been bleeped or edited out. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, uh, <laughs> good, good. Uh, it's actually, she spoke very poorly. Well, let's just say she said a bunch of transphobic shit. Ah, I knew she, it. She JK Rowlinged it. Yeah, JK Rowlinged. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for those that are curious, she said, uh, and I'm quoting her, a man can't just say he has turned into a woman. That's one of the quotes. And then she said, what the government p- proposes is a radical rewriting of our understanding of identity. Now it's a question of an internal essence, a soul, if you will. Being a woman or a man is now entirely in your head. Isn't that what so, identity is? Exactly. Yeah, she can go fuck herself, and I'm glad she's not in the game anymore. Wow. They could have left her in anyway because it's a sign of the times, you know. Well, the uh, it's she's on. She doesn't say this shit in the game. She's she's. Oh, talking. oh, I thought it was from the game. Okay, no, no, no. This is this was from a uh, a uh, podcast she was on in 2017. Oh, whatever. So, so she said something on a podcast that's getting her kicked off of a fake podcast in a game. Oh, jeez, I'll exactly. never be in a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's her uh, next piece of news. Is and I really want to see what you guys feel about this. But the Mass Effect Legendary Edition Remaster Trilogy was announced for spring 2021. It has a uh, it's going to be on PlayStation 4, PC, Xbox One, and will be forward compatible, which is a weird two words to put together, mm-hmm. but forward compatible with next gen platforms, and it'll include targeted enhancements on the new hardware. Do you guys care about revisiting Mass Effect One through Three? I never cared about visiting the first time, so... Uh, just two. Yeah, that's how I feel. I might replay two. Yeah. Maybe. I don't need to play one. The thing, though, I loved Mass Effect 2. I, I, it was, honestly, it's it's one of my favorite games I've ever played. It like, is, it's, it's, it's one of the best. Great. I mean, it's no pinbot. It's, no, well, what? <laughs> you know? I enjoyed every second of it, but I feel like it's, like, the nostalgia goggles. Like, mm-hmm. since then, games have done the exact same thing, but better. So why would I go back and relive that if not for the story? Well, they they have to remake everything. Well, if they remade Fallout Three, would you play it again? I don't know if I'd play any long game like that again. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like exactly. You need something Kingdom new. Hearts, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I need. I might do it for Fallout Three, maybe. But even then, I'm like, uh, it's a lot of time. To put it's not a day one it. buy. Yeah, it's a lot of time, and there's so many other games that look amazing that I own and haven't even touched. Yeah, yeah. true that. Because the time, like, if I had all the time in the world, fuck yeah, I'd replay it. It's but a I mean, game. I still trust the people who went with me in Mass Effect Two than I trust you guys. So it's not like I'd like to play it again. Well, that's probably more obvious. Yeah, I understand that completely. I don't understand that. Did you play two? No, I never played any of them. No. If you played two, you'd understand. You have to trust them. Oh, I do. You do trust falls. No. Trust I would, falls. though. I would trust falling to all of them. <laughs> but I wouldn't trust you guys to catch me. Yeah, fucking A. So we're all pretty lukewarm on this. Yeah. Eh, meh. Solid meh. I'm definitely... Ugh. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's good that's on record. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you, Sir Chomslet. Uh Last piece of news I got is that uh, PlayStation 5, as we're recording this, the PlayStation 5 is not out yet. I know I just talked about it on a mini-sode the other day, Uh-oh. but no. It's not out yet, and uh, 
the the reviewers are starting to release like the the review embargoes over their hot takes, and the one thing that really jumped out to me is you'll be able to see your play time play time statistics on the PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to see what games you've played, when you played it last, and how many hours you put into it. And this is actually backwards compatible to all your PlayStation 4 games. I, th- I thought you could do that on PlayStation 4, too. No, you, you could not, is what they're telling me. Hmm. I've never seen it. We're g- I think that'd be a fun special episode where we try to guess how much time I spent playing The Division 2. Oh, you think... Well, maybe when the rest of us bourgeoisie get the fucking <laughs> PS5, we can all do it. Yeah, you also see that uh, on launch day... It's only available digitally. You can't wait at a store to get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's genius. So more people can snipe it. I was just going to wait until next year. Yeah, when a game comes out, I want to play. I'm so over it. Fucks up Miles Morales, but I can get that on PS4. I really want to play Miles Morales. I'm really looking at uh, Watch Dogs Legion, but that's already out for PlayStation 4. I could just buy it. And uh, other than that, I mean, maybe the new Call of Duty. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy Maybe. the Call of Duty with forward compatibility and enhanced. So by the time you buy a PS5, you could get the next Call of Duty? No. I mean, it, Call of Duty comes out like next week, and then maybe uh, if I'm lucky, I can get a PS5 by the end of the year. I don't know. All right, well, that's it for news. How do we get into the game here? How does that sound? Yeah, let's go right, get- kick it around. Yeah, we, might, we have like all the shit here. We might as well talk about it, right? Yep, I, I wrote a lot of notes. I didn't. Uh, I really tried to streamline this as much as I could, but there's a lot going on, and uh, that's because this week we are talking about the classic second installment of a series we've already started. It is Bioshock Two. Bioshock. Thank you, Dr. Sides. It was released February 9th, 2010 for PC, PS3, Xbox 360, and Mac OS, developed by 2K Marin and published by 2K Games. It's an action-adventure first-person shooter written by Jordan Thomas. Now, I'm going to be a nice guy, and I'm going to go through very briefly what happened in Bioshock 1. Uh, you, listener, you could always go back and listen to that episode because we covered this. Or you could just say, fuck that noise, and listen to what I'm going to say right now. All right, hurry it up. So, the game takes place in a city called Rapture, which is an underwater city created by an eccentric weirdo named Andrew Ryan. Back in the alternate reality 1940s and 50s, the idea was to create a world, a a society, where the people live free of any government regulation or tyranny of religion, as they put it. So this would be like... Imagine Elon Musk or Richard Branson being like, yeah, I'm going to build a city in the middle of the ocean. And if you're cool, you can come. Oh, we but like nobody so else. <laughs> Maybe a smarter Kanye would do it too. <laughs> but he's, he's a little off the rails nowadays. But uh, so they start the society. They have the underwater city and it all falls off the rails very quickly when the entire population starts splicing. Uh, this basically is an injection of what I can best describe as, well, it's called Adam. Science but it's, juice. It's sea slug juice, is how I put it. Science juice is good. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you inject yourself with this, and it gives you superpowers, essentially, uh, such as the ability to throw or control fire, uh, have telekinesis, which would be awesome, and I'd splice the fuck out of myself if telekinesis was real. I like the bees one. No bee, way. Yeah, the bee attack. I'd probably get stung. Bees! <laughs> <I'd> fuck it <laughs> up. 
You just throw bees at people. Uh, anyway, so big surprise. The people overused this atom, and it started to mess with their heads, which leaded to an all-out civil slash class war which between to... the wealthy elite run by Andrew Ryan and the working class basically Don't run by Frank Fontaine. <laughs> so during the and uh, after the conflict, I'm still going with the recap. I know. The, the modified and conditioned <laughs> children called Little Sisters would go around harvesting bodies of Adam under the protections of Big Daddies, who are these big, hulking, armored guys. You've seen them. It's the Bioshock guy. You know what this is. Uh, after the events of the first game with Andrew Ryan and Fontaine dead, Sophia Lamb stepped, stepped in and took control of Rapture. And now we're at Bioshock 2. Now we finally have gotten to Bioshock 2. Uh, I guess she really wanted control of all the psychos? I don't... Sure. I don't know what the benefit is of controlling Rapture at this point, but... Why not? Anyway. It's still a Ooh, city boy. underwater. Yeah. That's pretty neat. It is pretty, it is pretty <laughs> neat. I'll say that. I, I guess there's Big Daddy still walking around, so you still have people, like, repairing and fixing the place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Without just harvesting at them. But, uh... So, the game begins. We start off New Year's Eve, 1958, which is the... The night where everything just just goes wrong and the war breaks out. You're playing as a big daddy. Your name is Subject Delta, a.k.a. Johnny Topside. Mm, nice. That's where we're starting. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it's pretty great, right? I know. I might call myself Johnny Topside. <laughs> That's what I, I was going to say we're going to start calling you that. but <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. It's a shame my name's Papa Scotch. Yeah, but, you but know, it'll work. pretty dope. Uh, and you're patrolling Rapture with your assigned, imprinted little sister named Eleanor. Her mother, Sophia Lamb, shows up after you get hit with a uh, hypnotized plasmid. Oh, and that's what the one was. of the best ones. It is. Because the hypnotized plasmid, you could make Big Daddies just fight for you, mm. which is dope. And uh, she ends up mind controlling you to blow your brains out, and then you're dead. Uh, and that's the end. I'd like to that's mention it. that they had, she's carrying that little, the little sister's carrying a doll of you in the beginning. With a little baseball head. Yeah, I'm so pissed I never got one. That's the thing I remember most from this game. Do they sell them like real ones? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I Papa have Scotch one. has one. Of course. I forget where the hell I put. I it. tried to buy one, but they were like 150 bucks. You don't have one anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Where the fuck is that? <laughs> Last time I looked, they were like 150 bucks a piece. Oh uh, yeah. Shit! I shouldn't have taken it out of the packaging. What was I thinking? Yeah. But uh, anyway, so you, Subject Delta, you awake. It's 10 years later, 1968. Uh, you've been brought back to life by little sisters under the control of Eleanor. And uh, as you wake up, another character, one of the most important ones, Bridget Tenenbaum, asks you to meet her at the library. She's from the first game, right? I remember the name from the first one. Yeah, Tenenbaum and Lamb are definitely from the first game, but they're mostly in the, uh, what do we call it, the audio diaries? Okay. Oh, all right. Uh, they talk about the little sister program and that, but they're not featured characters like they are here. I think maybe... Tenenbaum shows up once. I think she does. But but anyway. Anyway, so Bridget Tenenbaum tells you that if you don't reunite with Eleanor, and soon you're going to die. Now, uh, Tenenbaum knows. Ten it's very basically Tenenbaum versus Lamb. Tenenbaum is aware that the that Sophia Lamb's using the little sisters for something, some nefarious purposes. Uh, she knows it's not good, but she doesn't know exactly why or what it is. So, basically, Tenenbaum has been spending all his time trying to rescue and rehab the Little Sisters. Turn them back into just regular little girls. Rather than horrifying <laughs> Big Daddy protected monsters. 
monsters collecting Adam from dead bodies. I thought that was pretty cute. That was adorable. <laughs> so, uh, Splicer's attack while you're doing that. Uh, and then over the air, she re- she uh, introduces you to one of the other big characters in this game, Augustus Sinclair, who is mostly on the radio for 98% of the game. And uh, he becomes your ally, walking you through this whole thing. And he tells you to go to Ryan Amusements to pick him up. So now, this is where the game gets very much literally on rails. Mm. This is, yeah, it's almost like a fucking carbon copy of the first one when the this shit happened i was like okay here's the ice they need the fire plasma to open <laughs> right the, yeah i'm, I'm kind of skipping over it there's plenty of tutorial shit that they that go through about how to do stuff but one of the things i definitely did notice is it is very much like one is because one had the the uh the batosphere and you'd go to like different areas yeah yeah but you could always go back like you could always hop on your batosphere and go to a different area or a previously one you you joined but in this one, it was totally, it's like you're riding a train and you got to get to the end of the line. Oh, so uh, yeah, you're right. You can return, though, I thought. I don't think you can in this one. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. It's been a while since I played it. I think I played the remastered version like four years ago. So it's it's been a minute. Mm. Uh, also, I'm one of the very few people who got every trophy in multiplayer when this game originally came out. Loser. So, ladies, pat, PM me. What's up? Pat yourself on What's the back. Up? What am I, a gymnast? <laughs> uh, your first stop, you're at Ryan Amusements. Basic, I'm, I'm trying to you know, only include the important stuff. So the idea is, as Chompslap said, you need to get incinerate the plasmid so you can break the ice, melt the ice in front of the railing, ra- the train rail so you can keep going. Also, you pick up Sinclair here. That's pretty much all that happens in Ryan Amusements. Correct. Uh, second stop. You and Sinclair get held up outside of Popper's Drop, which is try saying that shit three times fast. Popper's Drop, Popper's Drop, Popper's Drop. See, exactly. You say Papa Scotch. <laughs> that, that's I got gotcha. you. That, that was the ruse the whole time. Uh, so you get to Sinclair. You can't get through the gate. You need a key. The only person that has the key is Governor Grace Holloway. Now Grace is not a fan of you. No, she's heard some things. You ran through her yard as a kid. <laughs> so you, she... Oh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, I think the story was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, as in Subject Delta, took Eleanor from her way back in the day. Yeah, she was like a, a nanny. Yeah, babysitter and you, of sorts. And it's your personal fault that Eleanor became a little sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually you fight through this. This is like the uh, the slum area, I guess is the best way to put it. The working class area. A- and you get to her, and this is one of the few moments in the game, there's three of these real big moral moments where you can choose to either kill the person or let them survive. And in this one, the, the one I'm going to go with is you. they let her, they uh, let Grace live. Now, you can choose to kill her, in this playthrough, they chose to let her live, and she gets very surprised. She's like, I thought you were a monster, but monsters don't have empathy, so you must be a thinking man. Yeah. And then, and I love how this moment where she's just like, wait, if you're not a monster, Sophia Lamb is lying about everything. I'm on your side. Like, that quick. <laughs> she's well, one of her. world has just now. changed. Like, didn't she know that you were a person before you became this? That's a good point. I don't think so, because we get into to, to Johnny Topside's backstory a little bit. Yeah. 
but maybe she, I think she might think you're a monster because you took the child. Well, yeah, because, I understand. And you, so. you're kind of physically a monster too. I got gotcha. you. I don't know. But uh, so she turns on your side. She gives you some gifts. You're on your way to the next stop, Sirens Alley. It's called. Ooh. Dun dun dun. And then uh, I think this is right outside where. Uh, is this where Father Wales hits you with a torpedo? Yeah. Correct, sir. Yeah, he nails you with a torpedo because he's a crazy person. Uh, there's not much happens here other than you fight and kill Father Wales. And, and you have you... to get to a pump station. Yeah. Get yeah. rid of the yep. water. Get and then you have the to, train. by draining the water, you're able to access Dionysus Park. Dionysus Park? Dionysus. Dionysus Park. Yeah, you have to Park. kill whales to get a key that he has, too. Oh, you have to kill whales? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah. W-A-L-E-S. Yeah, kill father not, whales. Not the animal. <laughs> oh, I was like, dude, you're going outside the thing, and that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, either way, this is an interesting moment because you meet over the the radio chatter. You meet a guy by the name of Stanley Poole <sighs> who says, if you deal with all the little sisters here, he'll help you get out. Yeah, because he's locked in the security room. Yes, he's locked in the security room. He's like, you can't get out without me because I'm locked in here. Yeah, play ball, son. And then this is an interesting piece of canonical information, which I didn't realize. But apparently when you harvest Adam or use someone else's Adam, you then get their memories. Yeah. How come that hasn't happened? Yeah. How come that didn't happen in the first ever when you use Adam before? I'm trying to think was the Adam like because at once at one point you get it from the sea slug. Right. So is that like clean Adam and it doesn't happen? Or is the only atom that gives you memories recycled atom? It's kind of a kind kind of a convenient plot moment, I'd say. Yeah, but it's because all of a sudden you get, you start getting memories from this atom. Like, what did you do with the atom before? Yeah. You spent... Why didn't the guy in Bioshock One have any of this happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. But I guess we just need to blow by that, and you know, it'll be reflected in our scores later. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, these memories that you then suddenly gather are a lot of bad shit that Stanley did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did some misdeeds. I don't know specifically the horrible shit he did to other people, but he was essentially the guy who flooded Dionysus Park. Yeah. Dionysus Park? Why do I keep getting that? Dionysus. Dionysus. Dionysus Park, and he killed everyone. He also happens to be... The person who narked on Johnny Topside. Yeah, which is yeah. convenient. And he's just telling you your story right now, isn't he? Yeah. Like, this is the whole time where he's like, hey, you, you, you're the guy who found this place. You're just diving one day. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, I think, though, when he was saying that, it wasn't over the radio. It was a uh, an audio journal. Oh, okay. Because okay. he, was, he was a reporter before this. Yes. Stanley was. And uh, he was saying how this guy... Was he gives you your, the the backstory to Johnny Topside? Was he was just some random ass diver who was just random ass around Iceland and found Rapture, and he's like, "This looks neat," and he was welcomed in, and they saw him as like this cool dude from the surface. But Stanley, you know, he he whispered something in Andrew Ryan's ear, saying, "Hey, this guy might be CIA." Yeah, he's he's spy. Mm-hmm. Definitely which, don't trust him. Which doesn't make sense. Why would a spy come in through the front door and like, "Hey, I just found this place." He's a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does not make sense, but it doesn't matter for Andrew Ryan because he sniffed the CIA, the spooks, and then turned you into a goddamn big daddy with no 
moral code or memories or any nothing but task oriented stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he just take care of her little sister and collect Adam. Which is interesting because I always thought from the first game, I think they did mention it briefly, but I always thought for a long time that they were robots, the big daddies were. Or like some kind of mechanical thing, not Yeah, they look like they were built in a lab somewhere. No humans involved. Um or maybe bio recombinated, you think? Mm. But you put on a big daddy suit in the first one, so why would you think that? Well you could put on a robot suit to look like a robot. Well, I don't I don't know if, if right. I thought they were robots or I thought they were some kind of humanoid type thing. You mean like a like human? a monster. No, humanoid. Humanoid. I said humanoid. What I mean, I'm not trying to belabor the point, but what would make you think they're anything but like a splicer? Yeah, they could be a splicer, I guess, but Well splicers they seem to have memories. All all big daddy. Well, I mean like uh, just like a human. Like that's just the atom. I all right, never mind. It's just I'm confused by they your seem like mindless Robots is what, like a like a hu- maybe a genetically engineered human that is only knows fixing the fucking tanks and killing. Yeah, which is pretty much what they are, right? Because they take your memories and make you do that shit, right? Yeah, pretty much. I just didn't know human was the base, but now we do. Yeah, there so. you go. Stop four, Fontaine. Future. Oh, I just completely forgot. You have the choice here to either spare Stanley or kill him. Mm-hmm. But I think if you spare him, you're pretty much killing him anyway, because don't you just leave him here? Yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, in the game I chose, we're going to get to the different endings, but in the game I saw, they chose to spare him. And he doesn't give you any like cool loot or anything, which is kind of a dick move. It's fucking boring. But uh, anyway, stop four. Fontaine Futuristics. Uh, on the way here, Sinclair... Which was your ultimate goal from the beginning, right? Exactly. That's where Lamb is. Or that's where you heard Lamb is. So you get to Fontaine Futuristic, and Sinclair reveals the p- actual plan here. I guess he put it together because, like, he's out and about doing stuff. It's just, it's just not, not. He's not just sitting on the train. He's out doing stuff not related to you. So he basically found that the entire idea was that Lamb wants to pull everyone's memories from Adam, put them all into Eleanor, and it'll make her a saint or something. Those are Sinclair's exact words. Yeah, it'll make her. The perfect utopian person. Right. I guess if you're able to see all humans' perspectives, it makes you perfect. I don't understand what the idea was behind that. It was perfect empathy. I don't know. Through horrific murder and for murdering everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't get that unless you (laughs) harvest. (laughs) Right. Anyway, so. This is where we meet probably my favorite character of the game, Gil Alexander. Oh, Gil. You find audio journals, and it's Gil saying, hey, if you're listening to this, I'm fucking dead. I have lost my mind. This is how you kill me. Which I thought was a pretty interesting way to shepherd us through this section. Yeah, because he's yeah, he, like, I'm going crazy. The only way you'll be able to beat me is if you do this. He's like, ooh, I did some crazy shit. <laughs> Please kill me. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Immediately after you get this first one, a little security ch- like copter comes around calling himself Alex the Great, talking like a psychopath. And you're like, okay, that's that's him, obviously. Alex the Great, Gil Alexander. You know, we put it together. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you keep fighting, 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 and he looks a bit, and you eventually get to Gil Alexander. And for some reason, he's a large, big, baby-looking figure in a tank. If I had a nickel, yeah. How do you do that? I don't know because he ha- he was like. 
Gen- a solid 20, 30 feet tall. So genetically engineering himself? I, I assume he was just atoming himself all over. Just floating in a vat of atom. Maybe. And uh, this is where you get another moral quandary. You can either choose to let him go or you can choose to murder him. And I think the, well, I know the moral correct stance to take to get the best ending is to put him out of his misery. Mm-hmm. Very much like the ending of Outlast. I like the there you go. The subtitles when this happens. It says, horrible screams of electrocution ending in death. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that. Nice. So he's dead. You go down to a secret. You go down the secret elevator to Eleanor Lamb in the Oxyfill station. Oh yes, out in the gas station. I remember that part in the game, and I was a little confused of why it was so secret. But <laughs> it's the only gas pump out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... yeah. It's a good point. And uh, you head down. You find Eleanor's cage. I guess, for lack of a better term, it's got fancy glass around it, but it's a cage. Prison. Yeah. Prison. Her cell, if you will. And uh, it turns out this is where you get the big twist from Sophia. Where Eleanor, and I think this is correct. It didn't make a lot of sense, but Eleanor resurrected you, but it was your mind, not necessarily your body. Yeah. Which I guess would make sense, because why would his dead body just be sitting in the same spot 10 years? Because nobody's cleaned it up. It's true. There is a huge civil war going on. That's also possible. Yeah, there's bunches of dead big daddies laying around. So, And that this brings in the when you die in the game thing. Yeah, this is the the this is how they explain away the moral position because they say with all that atom you've been consuming and with Eleanor's bond with you, you can, Eleanor can see what you've been up to and what choices you've made. Yeah. So that explains how the ending rolls out, which I thought was kind of interesting. At least they gave me some kind of explanation for why there's multiple endings like this. Yeah, so she's like in a coma watching through your eyes? Yeah. yeah. That's what I gathered from it. Through yeah. some kind of atom link. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's talking to you a couple. She talks to you a couple of times, too. Yeah, but. that's true. So if Eleanor dies, you die. So what does Sophia Lamb do? She strangles her, killing her, and by association, you. But but wait. I want to say strangles. Yeah, it was more suffocated. Suffocated her with a pillow. Suffocate. Okay, fair enough. I believe I saw her orgasm doing this, too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sophia or Eleanor? Sophia. there's... Oof. Okay. That's that's a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out you wake up, you didn't die, neither did Sophia. The whole thing was Sophia only had her heart stopped briefly breaking your bond. Yeah. But you are going to die if you don't do something. Yes. And then you get sent to the next sequence, which is I completely forgot about this. How could you? This is one of the best parts of the game. I completely forgot that at some point... You basically put your consciousness, I guess, into a little sister. Yeah, the little sister injects you with just a special around. atom to take control of her. Yeah, where'd they yeah. find that atom? Eleanor had it. Eleanor made and it. And this is this is the only game where it exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you, you get this atom. You run around as a little sister. The whole point of this in section, we don't need to sit here all day on this, but you, you, cre- you pick up the pieces of Eleanor's Big sister suit. Wait, that's most. How could you not remember this part of the game? I don't think I, I made I, this far. I completely forgot about it until I started reading about it and watching the thing again. Because then I was like, oh, it was yeah. awesome. All the dead people on the ground are angels, and yeah. like the blood is like rose petals, and it's all like nice and dreamy. That's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, then it just wow swaps to yeah. Shit, then when you then you town. when you go back into the big daddy, you see it all like actually broken and falling apart. 
That's why she always calls him like Mr. Bubbles and the angels are coming. All the little sisters. Yeah, uh, I love how that does put some context into it. Because the little sisters would just run around saying, look at the... Look at the angels, Mr. B. Yeah. And to them, they're not like harvesting blood. They're getting like yeah, angels and good vibes from these people. <laughs> so it's, I guess, a little less horrifying. Good but, vibes. Uh, <laughs> good vibes, just, just like positive attitudes. So, <laughs> okay. So you, you eventually, you get all the pieces. You give them back to Eleanor. They reassemble the big sister suit. And then Sophia, Sophie, Sophia, Sophia, Sophia eventually realizes what's going on and says, you know what? Fuck this. I'm dumping Rapture into this trench. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's, now it's built above a trench. I love that. That just out of nowhere, they're like, it was precariously built above this trench just yeah. in case. And there's a self-destruct sequence. And Ryan didn't build it on the ground underwater. He built Fuck. it above a trench that underwater. That was dumb. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. And by interesting, I mean dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so... The idea is now you need to stop Sophia. You've got the power of Eleanor to assist you fighting. You can call on her and she'll be your big sister to fight the enemy. And the big sisters in this game are pretty badass. They are. So it's very helpful. And the, you know, you keep going through it. It turns out that at some point, very soon, you run into Sinclair again. He has been brainwashed by Sophia Lamb. Oh. And turned into a big he, daddy. Yeah, he turns into a, a big daddy, and he's the one with the key you need. So you're forced to kill him, basically, with Sinclair begging you to kill him because he doesn't want to go down. He doesn't want to live like this, yeah. which is how you've been living your whole life, which I think is a little insensitive. But, you know, who am I? Who, who am I to to cast the first stone? So you get the key. You override security. You get to the escape vessel. Ele- this is where Sophia's like, one last time, Eleanor, you're my girl. You can opt out for all this bullshit. Just come with me. I like your slight southern accent you throw in there. Oh, I'm Sophia Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a sweet tea and a seersucker dress. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so, the vapors. The vapors. The vapors. You get Eleanor gets all the little sisters to assist her to boil the water in the ballast tank so that you can get the fuck out of there. You mm. escape with the little sister. You go to the elevator as the bomb goes off, gets you out of the tunnel. And then Eleanor teleports you to the deck as you reach the surface. Now, that that's part of the good ending, because some of the endings, they don't go as well for you. So let's start with the good ending. All right. Now, in order to get the good slash best ending, you need to have spared Stanley and Grace. You need to kill Alex the Great, and you need to save rather than harvest all the little sisters. And with that, Eleanor will use her big sister needle to absorb Delta's atom and conscience so that they can be together forever with Delta guiding Eleanor's actions and drive. story as old as time. I don't think that's a really good ending for Delta. I really. don't either, man. It's like that's... Get Out. No, yeah. Well, I guess like Get Out. I was thinking being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just like a voice in, in a mass of other voices. <laughs> yeah, that she can eventually, I assume, just tune out if she's so much felt like it. <laughs> yeah. uh, then you have the neutral ending, the middle of the road, which if you did all the stuff to get the good, the good ending, except you harvested some little sisters, as long as you showed some compassion, uh, Delta will have the option to sacrifice his life to give Eleanor a chance to escape. Sack move. So definitely, this is the sack ending. The sack ending. <laughs> Mad sacks. 
the bad ending is where you brutally harvest all of the little sisters. And this means that Eleanor will brutally harvest your essence in Adam, heralding the birth of a monster. That's pretty neat. So she just straight up takes your item and kills you. Well, she takes your item anyway and kills you. Yeah. In the well, good and bad endings. But in one, she, you're a nice voiced father figure and everything's fine. You tell right? me she doesn't hit. So, depending if you're bad or good, you hear the voices or not. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I suppose I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, did you guys read it differently? I don't know. No, I didn't watch the three endings, but yeah. That's all I know. The three endings were very similar. It yeah, was, there wasn't too terribly much difference. It's kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. I, just love, I have a line written here that, uh, what's her name? Sophia. Yeah, Sophia's like, you gave her the ability to choose, and now she spreads it like a plague. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So. That's it. That's the game. All right. We did it. Right. We got through it. It's interesting. Let's get to our let's let's get to the final thoughts. How about it, guys? Yeah, yeah. And who wants to start? I'm gonna shoot it over to scientist. See what he's got to say. Oh, about how, this. how nice of you. Oh, Doctor Scientist, would you play it? What'd you score it? Did the story work for you? Would I play it? I'd probably play it again. I mean, I played it the first time. And uh, while I did enjoy it. More, I think the play. I like the play style more than first Bioshock. I think, but I don't think the story is nearly as good as the first one. Mm. Same. Seems like. I mean, it's good. I enjoyed it, but there are some parts that are just like, ma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've we've gone over these ma parts. Yeah, let me tell yeah. you, like, if you didn't play Bioshock one, it'd probably be better. But I don't know. I I mean, it's good. I like the whole big daddy saving little sisters aspect of it, which becomes the whole thing of Bioshock, I guess. What about the big sisters? Big sisters were awesome enemies, but they were way too easy when you played the game because you know when they're coming and you can just set traps all over and just fucking destroy them anyway. Fair. Made them very anticlimactic. That's how I played Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Traps everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like when you, when you played it though, you could like, all right, when I save this little sister, the big sister is going to come. So I'll go brainwash this big daddy to help me set traps all around me. Mm. And then she comes and she just runs in all the stupid rivets on the ground and she's basically dead before she gets to you. So it's like you're playing a tower defense game yeah. for that shit. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, there were a lot of those. In the game, because you could choose for our listeners, you could choose to either harvest the little sister and get the atom right away, or you can choose to guide her around, usually to three dead bodies. And then, as she was harvesting the atom, it would bring all the splicers out, and it'd be like a tower defense sequence. And these levels had like multiple little sisters. Every three of them would bring about a big sister you had to so, fight. So, uh, what did I score it? <sighs> Let's go with. 15 stars. Okay. I mean, Out that's reasonable. Seven. That's classic. Classic 15. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. I don't know what you gave the first one, but it's probably higher. Yeah. It was much higher. I gave the first one 22. Hmm. Damn. 
I don't think this was nearly as good as the first one. No. What did you think, Chump Slaps? Did you threw it to me? What of me? We'll, we'll there you sm- go. Smack it right back at you. Smack. Fuck you, Chump Slap. Would you play it? Mm-hmm. Would you score it? Does the story work for you? Balls. Would I play it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. You say balls. Yeah, he did. <laughs> what? No. He most certainly did. All right. Would I play it? No. Uh, I just looked at my trophies. I played it for one day. <laughs> I don't know if I was borrowing from somebody and just never finished it or what. But, no, I wouldn't play it. Thank God I watched the rest of the story and I'm not beating myself up over what happened. Did the story work for me? This was like 10 years ago I played it. Story, I don't know. I don't think it worked very well. It's like you're just some random one of these fucking big daddies down here. It just so happens your little sister is the one that. Well, I mean, I guess that's why it makes a story. But yeah, I don't know. Too many holes in it with the fucking Adam giving you memories and shit. That fucking annoyed me. Like these big sisters were, they were cool. I like that. But I don't know. Story, it, it just didn't hit. I like the first one better. I'd. Still, the retro futurism and the whole undersea shit. That's, I mean, that's neat. That's always going to give you a couple points for me. But all in all, uh, mostly quarters, huh? <laughs> I'll give it a 14. It's okay. still good, but I don't know. It's just like talking about it today. I wrote 14 down, but I don't know. I think it should be less. So how many did you get? 14. 14. I was debating between 14 and 15. Well, let's go slap it over to the man of the hour. The scotchiest Ooh, of the scotch. Let's do it. Would you play it? Would you mm-hmm. score it? Yep. Did this story work for you, sir? Ooh. Ooh, thanks for asking. Balls. Um, <laughs> would I play it? I think I'd play it again. Probably. It's a, it's a, Eight hour, if you take your time through it, game ish. Uh, I love everything Bioshock. Uh, that's going to affect my rating for sure. I I was also very interested to revisit this because I remember playing it when it came out and not liking it as much as one. I think it just it tries to hit too many of the same notes as one. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Scientist, I think you said it best. Like if one didn't exist, this would be brilliant, probably. You didn't say brilliant, but it'd be. I was going to say you, I you don't remember him saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't quote me wrong, but yes, that's basically Sorry. what I said. You said it. You'd, you'd score it higher if Bioshock 1 didn't exist. So I, I think that's a lot of the criticism it gets is it's too similar, and I think that's fair. I think that's fair criticism. I really enjoyed it. I like the idea of other stories going through and listening to the audio journals and getting a really big understanding and picture of this world. But at the same time, I don't think the tower defense seg- segments were fun. I guess it's not part of the story, but those weren't that great. I didn't think Sophia Lamb was that good of a character because I didn't understand her motivations. I mean, you could always get behind Ryan or Fontaine for trying to grab power, but Sophia Lamb is like, I'm going to make a super being out of dead children. You're like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just didn't make sense. Yeah. didn't have the same ring to it because the most dangerous thing was that Ryan and Fontaine were completely sane. Doing horrible shit. Sophia Lamb sounds like a fucking nut job from day one. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, overall, I would say I really liked it. I thought the story was good. It is overshadowed by Bioshock 1, and I do think it's the weakest in the series, but I still think it's good, so I'm going to give it a 20. Ooh. Oh, shit. I, I thought it did more things right than it did wrong. I thought the story was great, but not... It was good. It was good, but not nearly as great as Bioshock or uh, Bioshock 3. I also think that there's a DLC that came out for this called Minerva's Den, mm. which was fucking phenomenal. Never played that one. Ooh, we're going to get to it one day, maybe. I don't know. So that's 49 stars. Damn. That's pretty good. 39 stars. No. 15, 14, 20 is 49. Oh, yeah, it is. I can't add. (laughs) I could drop 10 points if you want. (laughs) So that brings us, uh, that's three less than Fallout we just did last week. Sounds about right. And Vagrant Story had 42. With all show was God of War Ascension at 42, and then Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon at 40. All right. Mm. You want to take scores off that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't want it to be the top five. <laughs> well, we haven't done many good games. I don't think there's much choice. Fair enough. So, anything else you guys want to say about this? Eh. No, no, I'm good. It was Bioshock. It sure was. Well, then, if we got nothing else to say... That's going to take us to our favorite segment of every week, which is Dr. Scientist Tom Hanks content. Unbreakable. (laughs) Every week we ask Dr. Scientist for a 100% guaranteed Tom Hanks piece of content lock of the week. And he never disappoints us, even when he picks museum exhibits. So this week, (laughs) Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, it's getting low pickings on the Tom Hanks movies. But I picked a sci-fi one similar about fate and everything else. We'll go with Cloud Atlas. Hmm. I thought you'd go with Captain whatever because it was in water. (laughs) (laughs) I really think he picked Captain Phillips already. I Uh, I believe I did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did because there was something with pirates and you told me he wasn't a pirate. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It was pirates. That's for sure. (laughs) So Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Yeah, that's your Tom Hanks. Four-hour Tom Hanks epic. Have either of you guys seen Cloud Atlas? I have, yeah, I I've have. seen it, yeah, but I haven't watched it in years. Tom Hanks plays like eight characters. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I saw it, I was like, well, it's Tom Hanks, so it's probably not bad. Then I was like, four, god damn. Yeah, it's, yeah, they do drag on a little whew. bit. Yeah, I don't know. But you should watch it anyway. It's still a good movie. I guess. Oh, okay. About how fates are intertwined, just like Bioshock 2. Ooh, not good, good sell. You're sticking another one in there. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Perfect. Well, then, with that recommendation, that's going to take us to our favorite segment of every week, which is Chomp Slaps, Fuck, Marry, Kill. Chomp Slap, he's going to fuck, marry, kill something. Or <laughs> <Want> someone. <laughs> so every week, we ask for Chomp Slap. Uh, Dr. Scientist and I, let's try it again. <laughs> every week, Dr. Scientist and I pick three characters from the game we just talked about, and Chomp Slap has to decide which one he's going to have sex with, which one he's going to murder, and which one he's going to marry this week? It is Papa Scott. That's me. That's my turn to pick two <laughs> characters from the game we just played. Watched. The game we just watched played. All right. You want to do that all over again? <laughs> no, that's good. Well, uh, uh, that's who fine. you got? I don't, need another, I don't need an eighth take. That I think I nailed it on seven. So <laughs> this time, I definitely want to pick Bridget Tenenbaum. Mm-hmm. The good one. Which, what happens to her? I was just going to ask that. I don't know. But let's pick Bridget Tenenbaum. 
And then I am going to pick Sinclair. The guy who goes with you the whole time. Yep. Augustus Sinclair, the, the guy who leads you, then turns into a yeah, big daddy. I don't know what to think about that guy. All right. You got it said we'd make it harder. Sinclair, it's been too easy lately. Tenenbaum. Let's go with Gil Alexander. Ooh. The reporter? No. Oh, the crazy one. dude. The crazy dude with the, the flying around. Uh, tank ooh. Gil or Gil when he was a person, Gil? Tank Gil with the flying thing around. That's Tank. That's no. Gil. It's a combo. Can the flying thing blow you? I don't see why not. All right. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> oh. All right. Ooh. Not my decision to make. Uh, I can't. Like, what the fuck? Where's Tenenbaum? When do you meet her? Ever? Way in the beginning. She is hanging out with the little sisters telling you to go. Oh, uh, she's in like the nursery there with all the yeah rehabilitated yeah. little sisters. Um, eesh. What was the second person? Stan. Right, we said, yeah, Bridget Tenenbaum, Sinclair. Oh, my God. These are, I wouldn't want to marry any of these people. But I guess I'll have sex with Tenenbaum. Because I don't want to marry her because she has too many kids running around. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll marry Sinclair because. And you're going to kill the poor guy who wants to die? Yeah, I'll kill the guy who wants to die. I mean, I, uh, you know, just, I'll, be, I'll be the good guy this time. Because <laughs> I don't want him, his fucking little robot flying around all the time if I marry him or fuck him. So. Oh, you think he's going to be clingy? Yeah. He's very strange. He seems like he'd want me in that little... I mean, they're all pretty strange. ...room, but... Yeah, let's fuck Tenenbaum, marry Sinclair, and kill... Alex the Great. Plus, he named himself Alex the Great. That's... That's... Enough of a reason to kill you right there in my book. Dude, if your last name was Alexander, you'd be calling yourself that all the time. No, it would be your... You would not be chum slap. No, I'd be... The Great Slap. <laughs> slap the Great. Slap the Great. Perfect. Let's say someone had a lot of slap fanfic that they wanted to send us. Uh, where could they send that email to, Sir Chump Slap? Send it to plottytime at gmail.com. Perfect. And uh, let's say they wanted to get to us faster on the socials and talk a lot of shit. Where would they uh, get to us on there, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram and Twitter. And I expect you to tell us how we fucked up analyzing Bioshock 2. Yes, yeah. tell us how we fucking suck at this. Yeah, get us. Get them. <laughs> just, just talk to us, <laughs> please. Yeah, or, yeah, just anything. And if you want to just, you know, listen to us talk about this bullshit while you're at work, you can go over to YouTube and watch our logo as you hear us speak. <laughs> A lot of good stuff over there. Like and subscribe, it really helps us out. So, I guess that's it. I guess we'll talk to you next time. Stay Smell safe, play games. Believe in Jesus? I don't know. Don't, what else please. Got? Oh, come time. on. Believe in cheeses. Oh, I love cheese. Oh, All right, I'll, I back that. I got some okay. Cracker Barrel Cooper Sharp. <laughs> it's all about finding middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Peace. Yeah.